Every business has 10 problems at any given time that need to be solved. And the way we solve our problems is by asking questions and getting answers that help us to get to the next step, to get into action and try things. Because we can't just solve problems in thought, we need to actually take action. And to help you get into action, to help you feel confident and provide clarity so you know what to do next, I am hosting two free, completely free, live Ask Me Anything sessions on May 21st and May 22nd. They are divided by pre-launch. If you haven't launched yet, I'll take questions about that. And then post-launch, if you have a business and you're ready to grow it, or maybe you have questions about whether you checked all the boxes correctly, I'll focus on those questions. And to register totally free, you go to foodbizsuccess.com forward slash AMA 2024. Get yourself registered. You can come to one or both of them. And it's a way for you to get to know me and my expertise after working with hundreds of packaged food brands and helping them launch and scale to 100K and beyond, this is a great way for you to come and ask that burning question so you get an answer and can move forward and get more success more quickly. When we get into motion and action, we see success and we get momentum. So come join me, get yourself registered, The link is also below in the description. See you there. Welcome to Your Food Business Success. This podcast is for early stage entrepreneurs in the packaged food industry ready to finally turn that delicious idea into reality. I'm your host, Sari Kimball. I have guided hundreds of food brand founders to success as an industry expert and business coach. And it's gotta be fun. In this podcast, I share with you mindset tools to become a true entrepreneur and run your business like a boss. Interviews with industry experts to help you understand the business you are actually in and food founder journeys so you can learn what worked and didn't work and not feel so alone in your own journey. Now let's jump in. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited today to be interviewing two amazing brand founders who I've had the honor to work with and the privilege to work with inside Fuel and most recently uh, with Master Your Business. So today I am welcoming on Jan Zar of Uma and Poppies and Susie Veach of Well-Rounded Meals. And we are going to be talking about all things mastering your business how they have stepped up as the CEO of their business and they are setting up their businesses to be even more successful finishing up this year and heading into 2024. So welcome to the podcast, Jan and Susie. Well, I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. 100%. Awesome. <laughs> be nowhere else, Sari. Amazing. All right. We're in it. Here we go. All right. So I'm going to let you guys introduce yourselves uh, and just tell us a little bit about who you are and your businesses. So Jan, why don't you get started? You are a co-founder for Uma and Poppies. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so Uma and Poppies is a um, 
sauce and spice company. And we're a little bit, uh, and I would say a, a lot different. We're really more of a seasoning sauce uh, so that it is very, very versatile. Uh, how did we come up with this? You know, we were basically founded out of our love for wings and dive bars. So uh, traveling around the country, seeking out these uh, favorite wing places, dive bars, et cetera, et cetera. One of my first dates with my wife, Uma, or Gail, I said, hey, I'm really a big fan of wings. And she took me to this uh, dive bar in Twin Falls. And the rest has really been history. From that moment on, we started traveling the country with my former job, searched out the best wing places, supposedly. And and uh, really what we found that a lot of a lot of the sauces were Frank's uh, hot sauce dressed up and to, to make it into something else. And we knew that we could do do something better. I ran for Performing arts centers for 25 years. That's what allowed me to travel as much as we did. And uh, in June of 2016, I had an opportunity to either renew my contract or do something else. And we decided to come back to Idaho and start this company. So we're excited about it. We've been doing it now for, I guess it's our seventh full season. So that's incredible. I don't think I realized that you'd been in business that long. So congrats on that. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. And your sauces are amazing. I love them. They're some of my favorite. Some of those seasoning blends are the staples now in my cupboard. So <laughs> glad you guys are I, around. I like to hear that. Absolutely. And you do a little bit of farmer's market and you do um, wholesale as well in your kind of local regional area. That is correct. Yeah. And in special events, we like to do larger events to get our, just to get our name and brand out there, keep on going with that and literally try to do more of a regional where people, where we're not in retail. So we're, we're our retail business really uh, is contained. If anybody knows Boise, Idaho, we're in what we call the Treasure Valley. So from like Mountain Home to Caldwell, that's where we're located in our retail shop. So, All right. And Susie, you have a little bit different model than a lot of people may be listening, but I love for people to know that, I mean, I work with food businesses of all kinds, and I'm so excited for you to share, introduce yourself and share a little bit about what you do. Great. Um, well, I run Well-Rounded Meals. We make uh, family-style freezer meals that are designed to go right from the freezer into an Instapot, um, ready for dinner in about 45 minutes. You can also make them in a crock pot for people who are scared of Instapots. They're also free from, I know it's top nine now, but from the top eight allergens, uh, there's only <laughs> sesame in a handful of our meals, but I'm they're too good for me to get rid of. So that's where we're at. Right. Yeah. I actually, uh, we had our third birthday this year. Our business kind of started uh, as, this is always a fun story, uh, miscommunication between my wife and myself. I was making these meals for years ahead of us having each of our kids when we got into busy seasons and we told our friends about it. And over a couple of years, they were like, hey, if you want to make them again, let me know. I'll toss you like 20 bucks and you can make some for me. And I was like, okay, cool. So 2020 was crazy for everyone. We put on a little more COVID weight than we wanted to. So we were like, we need to make a batch of meals. And Caitlin asked me, hey, do you want me to put out there that we're making them? And I was like, sure. Thought she meant her mom's book club, which has about 10 families in it. Well, she posted it to a mom's Facebook group here in Baltimore. Uh, that had 6,000 members. She's like, oh, we've got a lot of interest. And I was like, 
what do you mean we have a lot of interest? And she said, well, we've got about 200 comments on the post I made. So it's like, okay. So we drew up a Google form, put the form out there for people to order seven different kinds of meals, uh, said we'd leave it open for a week. But within 36 hours, we had sold about 175 meals and I screamed for her to turn it off. So I was like, where am I going to buy the meat? Where am I going to find a freezer? Because it's COVID 2020 and there are no deep freezers available. Um, but we made it through the, they, they were all on gallon size bags written with Sharpies, how to make them and what they were. The last meal couldn't even be frozen because we ran out of freezer room, but it was so fun. And it was all very legal, right? <laughs> so legal, so legal. All of the food businesses start to, I should start also, I'm a classically trained chef and I am surf safe certified if that counts for anything. <laughs> but since then, it's just kind of been slow progress started with an accident and now three years later we have a subscription-based business we have we do pop-ups we are mostly direct to consumer online to our local area um we've got deliveries and it's just kind of one step forward as we go didn't start fancy still not fancy you just started right you just <laughs> got not started. a start b minus uh -huh. work that's right. I, I'm not sure anything really starts off very fancy in this business. It can't. Yeah. Or legal. <laughs> or legal, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you got to go test it. And I think that, and we talk a lot about, you know, perfection being the enemy of just getting it out there, right? If we sit in perfectionism, it's never going to, we're never going to do it because there is no perfect and we got to go test it. And so, yeah, yeah sometimes right? we start. <laughs> you start on accident. <laughs> you know, uh, part part of our test market was when we were in Kentucky and we came up with this kind of these recipes. We actually took it to this wing slash dive bar and that's how we tested it everything we actually mm -hmm. asked the owners because they had some really good dry wings right we said hey can we can your customers be our test market and we would bring in our wing sauce and we would toss wings and that's how we got oh, our feedback amazing. you know i love that <laughs> yeah you gotta get just get the mvp out there and i think it's interesting that both of you kind of started in that fit of entrepreneurship. Like, you know, it wasn't really part of the plan. I mean, Jan, you had a full-time, very successful career doing what you did. And Susie, you, you had a full-time job for a long time. And um, I didn't know you were a classically trained chef, but you were working with designing kitchens and things like that. So yeah, you had a full-time job. And I think both of you guys just kind of fell into it with that. <laughs> Describe it. Accurately. Kind of. Um, yeah, it wasn't the first business I started, though. I started one back in college. Uh, my dad has been a lifelong entrepreneur. It's mm. kind of like in my blood. If you look at my resume, I moved like every two to three years because I just I get a little bored. Yeah. And uh, with this, I get to do all the jobs so I don't get bored. <laughs> From that's, janitor. That's very, true. <laughs> that's, that's very true. All the jobs. And Jan, how about you? Had you been an entrepreneur ever before that? You know, as a kid, I guess I, I had been, but, you know, I fell into the performing arts and uh, just went from there. So I had always really thought about it. But when people, when I told people that I was leaving the performing arts, at least as a full-time job and starting this business, uh, they all thought I was going to like go into consulting. And I said, no, I'm going to be making sauces. They, they were back 
baffled, I guess, to say the least. They kind of knew I did it on the side, but, you know, to do it full time. They, yeah, you didn't have any. You're, you're turning this away. So, yeah, it's it's been in a very exciting um, trip journey, I should say. Right. Yeah. Especially these last three years. We can talk about that later. But yeah, absolutely. Both of you are fairly established businesses, at least a couple years uh, under your belt. And things have been going, right? They've been progressing. But ultimately, um, Jan, you and I worked together one-on-one for a little while. Um, uh, Susie, you joined um, Food Business Success and Fuel a while ago. And then uh, I offered Master Your Business, put that program together. So I'm curious, what was it about that program that you were like, I think I'm ready for that. This will be good for my business. I've been looking for the right opportunity to work with you more than outside of the fuel things anyways. And I found what you were trying to teach in there and go through was like super applicable to me now um, because, yeah, I've been doing this for three years, but I've always felt like seven steps behind or didn't feel confident in the fact that I've kept a business alive for three years, which I guess I should feel pretty good about that. And it was just really attractive to feel like I was going to get some of the building blocks that I didn't get a chance to build in the beginning for myself since we just kind of started. And I love I love groups. I love group coaching and, and having like the same audience for a few months. I just felt like I could really learn and and grow from that experience. And you were on the fence for a little bit, but I think at the end, you're really happy you did the program. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for continuing to to foster that relationship there, Sari. I, it doesn't go unnoticed. And Jan, you and I talked early on when we very first talked, you were definitely at a big crossroads, kind of a place in your business where you're like, some changes have to happen. And so we started coaching one-on-one, but then ultimately you decided to join Master Your Business. So what was it about that program that you felt like would be helpful for you? More in depth, right? I needed, even though we had the one-on-one, those were nice to have. uh, But uh, I'm going to say like Susie, really what attracted me the most was the team feedback. So Mm -hmm. being in a group, being able to um, bounce ideas or knowing that we all have the same issues and everybody is in, you know, at a, at a different part of their journey. Me thinking, you know, seven years, I should be further along uh, in, in what I was doing and, and really running Performing Arts Center and being, you know, I, I literally was the CEO of a, 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 in that organization, but at the same time, it, it's totally different as being your own boss and being an entrepreneur and, and trying to figure out, well, as, as we said earlier, being all the things, right? Yeah. When you're just, when you're starting out and delegating, trying to focus. So really it was more for me was looking at where I had been how far we have come, especially through the pandemic. Uh, we picked up two huge accounts during that time. I couldn't believe that. Still still needing to have more focus. And, and that's what Master Your Business has, has really done for myself and for the business is, is being able to kind of drill down more. I like, I know I'm going to say, I love your style of coaching. So I really do. You're very personable. Uh, you kind of get to the point. You, you cut through the BS, you know, <laughs> which is good. 
because we need that. We we need that because some people yeah. seem to candy coat it a lot, you know, and you're like, no, this is what you need to do. Get, you know, you're really going to want this to happen. You have to do A, B, and C. Right. So we get stuck in our backstory a lot, right? And we do. Like, well, but this happened and da, da, da. it's like, okay, exactly. that, that's past. But now what are we going to do? <laughs> yeah. So, and we have to pivot. There's a lot yeah. of times we have to pivot in this business, especially these days. Uh, Absolutely. For, for us, we're in a tough category. Yeah. Um, you know, especially in retail. How do yep. we stand out? Lots of and, sauces, lots of seasonings. <laughs> yeah. So you have to, you have to, and that's the one thing that we were, I've been doing both myself and my wife now looking at how do we make ourselves stand out from the other product that's on the shelf. And there's no question that I think it is a tough time right now for, for brands and entrepreneurs like you know, we're going through some stuff as a country and as a whole, right? And just financially and attitudes and changes in the industry. And so I think I love that you guys both talked about the group piece of it because I, I'll have to admit, um, years ago, I probably would have been like, no, I don't like group stuff. I want one on one, right? I want the person. And I have a totally different attitude now about it. I think groups are incredible place to foster community and get more ideas in there and learn from each other and have more impact. And so I love that you both mentioned the group aspect of it. You know, I think also the transparency too, that we have within the, we had at least within this group, because mm-hmm. there's so many people that they, they think they don't want to be transparent. Right. Like they're gonna, we're gonna steal something from them. We're just trying to learn from each other, right? You know, or they tell tall stories. You know that that's like, no, dude. I, you know, especially when I've been at a market or something, and I, you know, they say, well, yeah, we're just knocking out of the ballpark, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> I don't think so, because yeah, it's a place to be honest, and yeah. like, it's not that. I mean, we've cel- we celebrate our wins in there, and you guys had some amazing wins financially and new accounts and things happening. But let's let's get real, right? It needs to be a place where we tell the truth because I think one thing entrepreneurs really underestimate is how lonely this is. And when you're at the top, there's no one else to talk to, and so creating this container where everyone can learn from each other and not feel so alone. What do you think about, do you think you were being the CEO in your business? Or tell me a little bit about what that means to you to be the CEO of your business. I think I was trying to teeter between the two worlds. Over a year ago, I had some staff and um, that didn't work out so well. Um, but, you know, I ended up kind of pulling back and and going back to doing everything myself. And I've been in this mindset that like, I can handle all of this up until a certain number of meals, but the more that I, especially through that program and then really through the holiday planning one, which I know we're not talking about here, but also a little (laughs) plug for that one (laughs) Uh, too. um, I started getting more excited about the planning for what's next and Mm -hmm. figuring out where I want well-rounded to go and how I help more people with that rather than, you know, and I got back in the kitchen like two weeks ago and trying to slug through all these meals. And I was like, man, I really wish I had these two hours to like plan the next big thing. Um, so I think over the last like four months with Master Your Business and the holiday planning, I've been making this mind shift into more of the CEO role rather than like, 
the chef producer role, which has always Mm -hmm. kind of been my role. Um, But I learned through this program and that, that like, actually, I'm pretty good at this other stuff too, maybe even better. And am I using my skills the right way? So I really think that I'm becoming the CEO of my business now. I obviously always was because I was just doing everything. But I think that I'm like learning more to edge towards that role rather than oh, I just want to get back in the kitchen where it's like safe. And I know I'm making these recipes every time. And this is what I'm doing every single day. And every day, every week is kind of a, I don't know, let's see what I can put together in marketing because I just got to focus on getting these meals out instead of getting ahead of it. Yes, everything's been the last minute for forever. Um, But for the first time, and since I can remember, I have the next four months of menus planned and I don't have to think about that. Testing. Oh my god! I just tested a November recipe last week at my house and took all the pictures and everything for it. So definitely a huge shift for me uh, between yeah. those last two coaching programs with you. That feels so amazing. It, it reinforces your confidence and it gets you excited and it creates momentum. And you're like, yeah, let's keep doing that. <laughs> Stay ahead yeah. of things. It feels good. What about you, Jan? Do you think you were being the CEO in your business? Or the last few years? Uh, no, probably about uh, 40% of the time was I being the CEO of my business. Really captured uh, the same thing was, it was all about, you know, okay, what I need to get the, you know, the, the next big sale. And then when I got the sale, then I got to produce it. And then, man, if, you know, all of these things and kind of that was where my role was. Um, not really thinking past the next week which was yeah. crazy, you know, uh, resting on my laurels of where we had been or what we had coming in. And, uh, you know, being able now to kind of, not kind of, but really look, like I said earlier, do a deep dive into where the business needs to go and the shifts that we need to, to make the, to, to, uh, depending in between it was a hobby or business, right. You gotta, you gotta make that shift. So, yeah. Uh, and and by taking um, master your business class has really opened my eyes to being a CEO again. You know, I yeah. I've always I have all of that back training. I did it like the back of my hand, but for some reason, I I let that go. I, I got more focused on the production end, and honestly, it's something we still have to do, but. I'd rather not have to do that yeah. at all. It's safer, right? It is safer. It's safer. Now we're looking at, you know, trying to, instead of production is being creative. So, okay, what's the next product that we can put out? Uh, we've had lots of uh, people ask us for things. And so, you know, we're going back into the test kit. I'm going to go test some new products next week. That we've right. been, We have been debating about doing for a very long time. So at least for direct to consumer, not necessarily retail at first, but direct to consumer. So yeah, I love that. I think um, you know it's all about getting more ahead of the game a little bit more, right? A CEO to me is like they're the visionary, they're the one that's putting together the plan that is leading the charge. And at the beginning of your business, you know, all of you are wearing all the hats. I know Jan, your your wife does help in the business a little bit, and Susie yours as well. But for the most part, it's, it's you two uh, running your businesses. 
we're constantly, I think, in that role of of just employee and maybe sometimes the manager, but that CEO is that visionary. They're the ones that putting together the plan that we know our numbers. Um, we're making decisions based on facts <laughs> and facts, not just yeah. like, <laughs> like, whoa, I don't know. Everybody tells me I should do this or, uh, you know, it's right. Is right. Exactly. <laughs> or the next best thing. You know, oh my yes. God, this is look at this shiny coin over here. Right. And that's right. you know, that's probably what has been my biggest downfall, I would say at times. It's just like, oh my gosh, you're, I, I get dragged into these deep dives into what's the next best best thing about marketing or how to run your numbers and yada yada yada. It's just like just quit. I just need something simple that's going to work. Show me what we need to do to move on. Our brains love to make things complicated. It feels like it's a better plan the more complex it is. And one of my skills is really cutting through that and simplifying everything, breaking it down into manageable bite-sized actions that you can do next. And I'll go back to to, to your classes and, and being able to be very simplistic, but to the point of getting the results that we need to get to. It does. It's easy to go down rabbit holes and, and, you know, Susie's mentioned be feel safe, right? Like it's easy to research. Let me go research this. Let me get more information. And so we need, we need the right information, but a CEO is also taking action and constraining, right? They're making a decision and they're saying all, everything else, we're going to put that on the parking lot list and we're going to take action and here's the plan. And we're going to use information that's that's necessary, like our correct cogs and the expenses and the current accounts that we have and what we think we want to do, right? But that's it. We're going to you know, put the blinders on <laughs> and go take action with the plan. Because that's, I think sometimes we get really in the weeds with the research and the data. And let me ask another person and one other person. <laughs> right. More no, and that's what happens. You, I guess we, we do that in the back of our minds to hear what we, we think we want to hear, not what we should be hearing. Oh, here's two people that really like this logo versus yeah. the one person that loves it you know, <laughs> or doesn't. So I'm going to go to the, I'm going to start changing all my stuff because, you know, oh, wait a minute. Let's think about that first. But it also keeps us very safe, right? Like if we just stay in research, then we don't have to put ourselves out there. We don't have to possibly fail and then beat the crap out of ourselves because we made the wrong decision, right? Quote, unquote. Being that, you know, that is the entrepreneur. That is the risk taker. And there is a certain amount of risk in, in you know, having your own business, of course. I think I almost sometimes get caught up in the op very opposite of that, where I would yeah. make a decision and move forward with a decision without really thinking and researching. Cause I'm like, I don't really have time to do that. And I'm just going to do this because this feels right. And while that has served me pretty well in my life in general, that is not always serving you super well in business in general, taking this time to like try and plan ahead and like do that kind of stuff is like outside of my norm and like doing the mm -hmm. research ahead of time rather than just like, this feels good, let's do it. Um, so it's, it's almost kind of reining me back a little bit, but again, my business started out of clean air. So if I'm yeah. just doing everything else out of clean air, then that's probably not the phrase. I can't remember the real phrase. Clear air. Clear air, whatever. <laughs> See, I'm just making stuff up and moving forward with it. Sounds great. Sounds good to me. 
Thank you for sharing that other perspective, because I do see that's the case a lot of times. Either people get too caught in the analysis paralysis and are scared to take the risks, or they just jump before they even look at what's coming up. And we need to be more in balance as a CEO. There needs to be both. We need to do the work, do the research, look at the data to make good decisions and we need to act. We need to get into motion so that we can learn from it and make new decisions and pivot and try new things. So we need both. And oftentimes it's either one or the other. Would you say that's what happened when you hired the first time? Absolutely. I was like, I'm panicked. I have, I was hitting a very busy space at my nine to five that I had at the time. And I was like, I just need somebody that I know to come in here and help me. And somebody was interested and we went with it without too much of a plan and a lot of, and, and you really should have a plan when you're going to hire somebody or a clear process. Um, I was used to working in the chaos of my brain, which everyone can work in the chaos of their brain because it's their chaos. Um, but trying to bring some other people into your chaos without trying to <laughs> translate that uh, doesn't. They can't read your mind. It's so weird. No, it is weird. My wife still can't read my mind after eleven years. I'm like, come unless on. you write it down. Yeah, <laughs> unless I write it down or explicitly tell her. You know, that's very common. The hiring piece, and we talk a lot about hiring. That's a big section of master your business because there is a time like. Right now, many of you are doing wearing all the hats, but we talk about like you got to get some things off of your plate and start with the the lowest hanging fruit. Um, but some a lot of times, what happens with entrepreneurs and, and for full transparency, I built the program after I read E Myth, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is what everybody is doing. I see it now. And I know how to help people with with the programs, with the knowledge in my head. And so, you know, hiring is one of those things where a lot of times entrepreneurs get panicked, they get overwhelmed, they're drowning, and they're like, let me just grab the first person, the first body, or let me go hire somebody that says that they can fix all of my problems. They're like the savior of this, right? And I completely did this myself. So I am speaking from experience and having gone ahead of you, ahead of most people to figure out how to hire well. Because when we hire by abdication, when we're just like, get this out of my life, somebody needs to help me, we're really setting them up for failure. And then ultimately, we just take everything back because we're so frustrated and then we're way more overwhelmed and it's just a mess. Much of the work we do in Master Your Business is about creating all the foundations, building on the values and the purpose of the business, really understanding the financials and what you're good at. What are the things that we can get off of your plate sooner than later to free up your time to be in your zone of genius, but do it with processes and systems so you get the results you want when you work with others, rather than just holding everything too tightly because you're worried that people are gonna screw up and ultimately you can't grow your business to be profitable. And you're chaining yourself to the business. You're never going to achieve any kind of time freedom that you probably imagined when you started the business. Yeah, absolutely. To build yeah. it up. So instead of, as you said, you, you're putting those things in the in the parking lot that don't need to be dealt with right now. Yep. 
and moving the things up that need to be, you know, those yeah. priorities. And I know I've gotten lost in the weeds too many times and I need to quit, uh, you know, focus. And that's what this course has done along with our one-on-ones. So yeah. And most of us don't have the skills or the understanding, especially in our own businesses. We may be able to do it in other areas of our lives, but somehow it gets very confusing and vague in our own businesses to force ourselves to do that planning. It's just so much easier to do all the other things in our business. And so I like to say master your business forces you to look at this stuff. So if you need that kind of accountability to do this work, that is exactly what it's built for. Are you going to hire again, Susie? That's in your future? Well, I'm going to have to if I'm going to achieve this 10x goal you wanted to sign up for (laughs) (laughs) that you coached me into. Yes, I forced you into it for sure. I said coached. I said coached. (laughs) Well, actually, it's a great segue. I'd love to talk about the 10x piece of it. So um, this this cohort that we started in the spring, um, I sent everybody a copy of the book 10x is Easier Than 2x by Dr. Benjamin Hardy and Dan Sullivan. And I really wanted that to be a framework of the program because, you know, you've been doing the business and you've had a relative amount of success, but the idea behind it is like, you got to really make your dream bigger, make the end result bigger to have it be compelling enough. And so I'm curious how, what did you think about that 10X model and, and some of those pieces that we incorporated I'm still working on it. That's how it is for me. But <laughs> of course, it's always know, a work in progress. It's always a work in progress. But I, I would agree there that you know we 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 tend to get into if we if we just do this one thing, then we can get to this goal. Uh, we have to look at the bigger picture. Yeah. So to hit our marks, because we're not always going to hit that mark the first time. So you have to think bigger than the two X. If you want to make a hundred thousand this year, you need to look at making it a million dollars, right? Uh, and then hopefully you fall somewhere in between there. Uh, right. but the whole thing about that is, is, is what I got from that really is to, is to work smarter, not harder. We yes. have to look at everything. And, and as you, as we said, uh, to really reach the, that, those 10x goals because again if we continue to to work harder and doing all the all the things as you say we're not going to ever reach that 10x and we hire the right people when we're starting to hire you know who the who's are that can Mm -hmm. really help you like Susie you know when she was saying you know we just grabbed and I've done that too I've just grabbed okay this person again not and and not doing really research, kind of going out there and going, okay, I just grab this person because this person knows how to do Instagram, or this person looks, oh my God, look, they've their website is really good. I need a new website, so I'm going to go grab this person. And as you get into that, you go, shit, what did I just do? Yeah, you know. So, um, but finding the right who's to help you and listening yeah. to those who's is very very important because. I think in our business, like any business, we really, or they say, you can't see, you can't see the the tree because of the forest, right? Because we're yeah. standing there, and it's just we need to we need to back out 
and get a whole picture and not a whole picture, but from other people, from other who's it needs to be for the experience. Those people that know what they have been doing instead of you thinking, no, this is the right thing. And this is, I, it looks beautiful, whatever it might be, you know, I'm staring at this one tree and it's yeah. beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Right. All the other trees are on fire, but this one, it was this great. one right here. Really <laughs> yeah. What about you, Susie? What is that 10 X? kind of concept mean to you? We talked about, Jan talked about kind of working smarter, not harder, which was definitely a piece of that. I think that the biggest thing that I've gained from it is it is uh, sparking my creative brain a lot more. Um, I've been, so we've been in business for three years and I've fortunately been able to 2X each year by not doing much different. And so I was just kind of like, well, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing and it'll keep 2Xing and everything will be fine. Um, but then I think about like a 10X goal and I get super inspired by that. I start to think about, well, what other things can I do to get this out there faster or different? You know, this past week I started doing um, distributing like fundraising flyers to schools Cause I'm like, oh, great. Like these would be a great captive audience. And I know a number of PTA members are my customers already. Yeah. Um. So like, it's just like kind of inspiring me to think outside of the box. Cause I'm like, there's no way I'm going to make a hundred K in four months if I don't have some new fresh ideas. So let's do it brain. What do we got in there? Let's right. write these down and figure out the best ones. Um, instead of just flying off in like a bunch of different directions, all panicked because you're not making the goal. I also think that it's like humbling a little bit because I've been an extremely competitive person for my entire life. And if I am setting a goal by God, I'm making it and having a goal that, you know, this might actually be unattainable. So if I don't meet this goal, I'm not going to beat myself up about it, but I'm going to do everything I possibly can to try to get it. Um, and that's been a huge kind of paradigm shift in my brain because goals were always for making for me. Right. And having a goal serve like an inspirational purpose is is almost just very different for me, I guess. It is. Yeah. It's a different mindset. It's we never use a goal to beat ourselves up. I use it against us. Which is hard because I work with a lot of high achievers, right? And they're like, no, wait, this means something about me personally as a human. It's like, it doesn't. It, it's goals are meant that, to be there to inspire us, to help us to tap into our potential and see what what's possible. And the reality of being an entrepreneur is it is going to be a lot of failures on your way to success. And we got to make that yeah, it's it's relatively, I'm not going to say it's easy, but it it's possible when you're small, right, to, to go from, let's say, $5,000 to $10,000 and then $10,000 to $20,000. you are like, yeah, I'm just doubling. This is incredible. But I will say it generally happens that right around somewhere in that like 100K, 200K mark where you're like, uh, like everything comes to a screeching halt and you're like, I can't keep doing it this way. Right. It's, it's it becomes impossible to just keep two Xing without oh, exactly where I am right now. Is what yeah. You're saying. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like exactly where I am. <laughs> and I totally pulled those numbers randomly, but <laughs> sure. <laughs> it is that like what got you there won't get, or what got you here won't get you there. 
right? When we need some new tricks in our, (laughs) some new tools in our tool belt. And I love it that, that we can start businesses. I mean, we're so fortunate that the time, the era we live in that it is relatively easy to start these businesses. And we have, um, you know, internet and ways to reach people. And it's pretty incredible, right? Like, 20 years ago, this, this wouldn't have been nearly as possible without a lot more capital, but, um, but there's also a lot of people out there doing it. And so, and we have to start actually running it it like a business, not just because we just are so passionate about our product. (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. If you want it as a business, I would say there are people that I, I think we've talked about this in another group or within the group where, you know, it, that might just be what your goal is, right? I mean, yeah. you want to do farmer's markets and you want to, it's, it's, it's more of a um, vacation money in a sense, right? Right. Yeah. It's a fun uh, side hustle. It's a hot side hustle. That's what I was trying to say. It's a side yeah. hustle, you know? And at one point it was a side hustle for us. I think you know, both of us were both Susie and I, and, you know, definitely for us. I mean, we started making this stuff in little Mason jars and selling it to friends and family. And that's kind of where you have helped personally me of setting those goals of where I want to be. And don't don't worry if you let's set that goal. And if you if you don't hit it right away, don't beat yourself up. I I think a lot of entrepreneurs are A type personalities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Um, well, I need the gold stars. Yes. Yeah, I need the gold star. I need to make sure that, as, as Susie said, you, you know, I'm going to set this goal and damn it, I'm going to have to hit that goal. If I don't, I don't, I'm going to fail. And we have to look at it as that, what did we learn from that more so as being a failure? And I think that has been my, my challenge in, in, in this journey, probably the most, you know, cause there, as you said, you know, there's going to be lots of failures. And you you just got to move on. You got, okay, what the hell did I do there? What can I learn from that? And let's, let's make it better the next time. That's where the, the lessons are, where we make the changes that we need to, that ultimately we'll look back, you know, at the end, quote, wherever that is, right. And say, oh, wow, it was because of that failure that I learned this and I made this adjustment. And then I tried this and then I tried that. And those are the things that get you here, right? The obstacle is the way, but when we're in it, it's really easy to make that mean something terrible about ourselves. Yes. Having support to make those goals bigger and, and try things knowing that many of them will fail and that's the way it's supposed to be. So as we wrap up here, um, Susie, you're heading into your holidays and some big things. So, um, you know, one of the things with Master Your Business is it's not like in 12 weeks, you're going to be totally fixed. (laughs) My business is perfect now and set up. But what are you most looking forward to as you kind of go through the rest of this year and look ahead into 2024, taking in those skills and some of the things that we learned through that program? I mean, I'm pretty excited to have just a plan um, last year. And I, I get excited for the fall in general because it's my busy season. Everybody gets yeah. their crockpots and Instapots and soups and pumpkin and all that shit out. And they're very excited about it. So it's easy to get excited about um, my meals. So I'm usually like anticipating the fall. But this year, like, I feel like I'm so much more excited about it because I I have a plan for like every single order. 
And like, I'm building out the marketing and stuff like that so I can ahead of time. So I'm not bogged down by that and can just more enjoy the getting the word more out there rather than being bogged down with like the actual to do of it. Um, So I'm, I'm just genuinely excited about a busy season rather than being like, how the hell am I going to pull this off? Like, what if I do two X this year? I don't think I can do that uh, is what I would have been thinking before I made the plan. And just as, as another like little note about Sari coaching that I want to make sure I get in here. <laughs> I've been in some other group coaching. I've had some other group coaching. Sari, you have like the perfect balance of having us try to answer our own questions in our minds and bringing in that good mindset piece and having some actual practical advice for us within our business. It's not all just like have your mind right. Like if you are, <laughs> if you have a label that sucks, Sarah's going to be like, <laughs> label sucks. And this is how you should fix it. And it's great to have both sides of that coin. Cause I feel like that's a little bit rare in coaches to be able to have both of those pieces together. And I think that that's helped me get a lot to, to this point. Cause I had my mind pretty right. Um, but having like the practical portion along with it has yeah. just given me a lot of growth in the last quarter or so. Yeah. I appreciate you said that. Cause you know, I love life coaching, but sometimes I get very frustrated when I'm like, I know, I know the answer, damn it. But I don't know. I'm, that's why I'm Can you help me, please <laughs> <laughs> give me a little bit of action and some strategy and some ideas here. And so, yeah, I, I want it to be both. And we all have amazing, we do have the answers inside of us, but sometimes we need a little help, right? <laughs> and that's why you get a coach. Get, get some help. Coach. That's right. It's Absolutely. like extracting that tooth, right? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's terrible. No, it's good. It's, it's going to hurt coming out, but whoa, when it's you done, it's like, okay. oh my gosh, thank you. I got, now I can, now I can move on. I can do what I need to do. Yeah. You know? It's not, it's not this pain. It's kind of subliminally or not real or even real pain, right. To, to, yeah. to, to make this happen. Cause sometimes I, I, I do, I think we, at least for me, you know, I, I'm still looking at, um, you said something about, you know, what, what am I looking forward in 2024? Well, yeah. that's of course, 10 Xing my business from, uh, something that happened to me in April where we had a major retailer pull out from us. Yeah. And I'm like, holy crap, what am I going to do now? Soaking, sulking in it for a while, you helping me pass that, yeah. going, okay, here's what we need to do. Um, helping me get that plan and, 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 and just building on that. Right. So, and, and knowing that it's going to take some time, it's not going to be an overnight thing. So, uh, working all of those things out, um, 2024, you know, there's still a lot of surprises, I think in 2024, I think for small, small businesses, the big thing is that I will never be, and I think with Susie too, we're never going to be the $299, uh, dollar sauce or, 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 uh, Sarah Lee's pre-frozen junk, right? We need to make sure that people understand the product that we're putting out and getting that across to them. So, because they're being very selective, 
people are very being very, very selective as they move forward, not who they're purchasing from and what they're getting. Are they getting the value out of that? I mean, that's my main thing right now is saying, okay, I, I, I or, or showing people that, yeah, here's the value of what we're what I'm bringing to the table and the versatility of what you can do with our product versus, you know, ketchup's ketchup or a barbecue sauce is just barbecue sauce. Well, there's so many other things that you can do with our one single product. Yeah. And so now you both have more of a plan than you ever have, which helps you to make decisions, helps you decide when is the right time, maybe Jan, for you to bring on some marketing help, or is it time to redevelop your website, right? Like you can make decisions about, are we going to go more direct to consumer? Are we going to go after some different wholesale accounts? Like now you have the forecast, you have the great, the right information, and it's leading you to make good decisions. <laughs> we don't know if they're the right decisions or wrong. They're learnings, right? But the best decisions we can. They're going to be so, yeah, solid decisions based on what we know from 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 data, right? Yeah. yeah and, and Susie, I know you're going to have a we talked about you having those that dollar amount or those th- those markers that say now it's time for me to go bring in help, right? Like yeah, if I want to 10x my business then at some point that there are going to be triggers where I need to go get support. I can't do, literally, you could not do, <laughs> make it that many meals. Yeah, I got to come up with that number. I'm scared of that number. That can be talked about another day. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's the work that we do, right? It's like pointing out those little things instead of just like either self-sabotaging to keep it small. <laughs> that never happened. <laughs> No, no one ever does that. <laughs> no one ever does that. Or you just totally burn out and then you're like, F it, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Right? No, yeah, seriously. Definitely a right. thought that has come across my mind. A, <laughs> a nine to five job with benefits would be so nice about right now. <laughs> you're so much better inside a business though, because like, it's not like, oh, I got a raise. Great. Cool. When you like double or triple or 10x you're like that is you that's you did that your company didn't do that you did that inside of this and it's like just so much more rewarding when you have like a big win last year when i did i think it was eight grand more than i had ever done in a month in one month i was going nuts celebrating more than i've celebrated anything i think and i always like when i'm having a low day i just think back to November 2022. And I'm like, you remember that? That was great. Let's do it again. Right. It's possible. Yeah. And the wins are so sweet for sure. But we have to be so careful that we don't make the the losses, <laughs> failures. Oh, yeah. Switch. Those aren't my fault. Only the wins. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> There's a certain amount of delusion right. you also have as an entrepreneur <laughs> to keep going. Yeah, that's that's, that's definitely true, right? Yeah, I'll have my own book coming out in 2025. Delusions (laughs) of Entrepreneur. (laughs) I love it. I'll co-author that with you. Perfect. There we go. I love it. Um, Well, I would say, you know, I am so excited. Uh, It has been such a pleasure to work with both of you in this capacity. And I know we're not done working together by any means, but... Um, I've just both seen both of you guys, there has been like an attitude shift, right? Like uh, just a kind of more optimism, more and, and more rooted, like grounded of like, 
no, I am. This business can work and I'm choosing to be here and I'm going to use all of my, my talents and, you know, put, put my brain to work. And so I really appreciate both of you showing up so much in master your business and in fuel and getting support. And it's just been so fun to see your, your growth over the last, over this last year and to, to continue to be part of your journey. So I'm honored to be your coach for sure. Well, I'm honored to be your student. Really, I've gone through, as I said, I think when we first started this out on a one-to-one, you know, that I had tried a couple other things. And I was very, I'll be very honest with you, I was very leery. I, you know, yeah, I know. I really, I was like, I don't know if he's coming back. I, I gave you some <laughs> some info on our call and was like, yeah, you got to go think about some things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I really did. I thought, oh man, I just don't want to go through something and not make anything out of this. And, and, um, cause I'd been there. It, it, you kind of, not kind of, you reeled me in. Uh, and you made personally me think about a lot of things that I, I really needed to seriously think about and also giving me the opportunity to say, Hey, it's okay. It's okay. This is not the journey you want to continue on. Uh, but you had that, you know, I had to make that up, uh, even though I was hearing that from my better part for a long time, decided that, you know, this is, this is something that we really want to do. So give it a absolutely just, just need to make sure we have this plan, uh, instead of trying to go leapfrogging across and not just going, okay, we will, wherever we land, we'll land. Yeah. (laughs) Hopefully it's a good one. Yeah. (laughs) More intentionality. (laughs) And I love that you said that you, you decided to get back into your business and give it your all. Like you might've, I mean, the worst place to be in is in that like middle ground where you're like, I don't know, am I in or am I out? Let me go do some more research, right? Like making a decision. I'm I'm back. I'm all in. Anything else, Susie? Any parting words for us as we sign off here? Sign up for the class. No, Uh, no, I've been lurking in the podcasts for a long time, even at the beginning of my business, I knew that I wanted a coach and we had a one-on-one and ended up going somewhere else. But I always continued listening to your podcast and uh, joining a couple of the calls. And I think that um, being able over time to not only hear the things that you had to say to us, but like you could almost hear your own growth in there. And I find that to be one of the most inspiring, inspiring things about you in this group. And finally, like biting the bullet and getting in one of these programs um, was so good for me. I wish I had done it a little bit sooner. And and just thank you for continuing to work with me to be here. (laughs) Because it was a little bit I needed some uh, pushing along and yeah. You saw that and and you came through with it. So thank you. You're so welcome. All right. Cheers. I know. <laughs> All right. Well, go check Alice. Jan, where can people find you if they want to go check out Uma and Poppies? So Uma and Poppies.com. That's O-M-A and Poppies, P-O-P-I-E-S. There's it's no two P's in there. So also <laughs> on in, in Instagram, Facebook. That's where you can check us out. We'd love to have you look at what we have to offer and, and order some it's, stuff. Absolutely. So we ship so, all over the 50 states. So that's right. Good. And Susie, I know you're more concentrated in one area, but if people are in the Baltimore area, tell us where they can find you. 
yeah, Baltimore, DC, PA area. Um, we're wellroundedmeals.net. Um, definitely get in there and subscribe. Even if we can't get meals to you, I do um, some fun weekly things or I do like a chef tip Tuesday that comes to your inbox every week. Um, and we post some some other fun stuff about local businesses. And I think our handles are well-rounded meals, be more, just be the letter B and then more. Okay. You're talking about doing a product, a package product at some point too. So I am. That's that's on the books for closer to Christmas. Uh, Something to be shippable. Got to make that plan this week. (laughs) No, we want both of you in the fuel boxes. So (laughs) we'll see how that that turns out. But well, it has been such a pleasure to have you on today. And I really appreciate you sharing your journey in the program and just in your businesses and being really open and and yeah, transparent. I think everybody really appreciates that. And that's something I I value is sharing my journey and letting you guys all share yours. So appreciate it. Thank you very, very much for having us on. All right. Have an amazing rest of your day. I know it can be so scary when you're considering putting down money to work with a coach. You may be saying, I don't think I'm worth it, or I may not get what I want out of it. And I'm not for everyone, but you're still listening. So there must be a piece of you that's saying, maybe Sari, maybe this program is for me. And I like to ask my clients, if I weren't afraid, and I knew that the outcome would be the best possible, what would I do? If I was not making decisions out of fear, and so many of us were saying no to things because we're afraid, and I get it, but as an entrepreneur, we need to be able to push past our fear and really look at things more objectively, just like we were talking about earlier with getting all the information to make sound decisions. And if you are at a point in your business where you are feeling stuck, where you're wondering how you're going to get to the next level, you're realizing this might be an expensive hobby, or you're at the point where you're like, F it, I just cannot keep going on this way. Or if you are a brand new business, you are welcome to join us. Although I will say that Master Your Business, I think, is more effective when you've been in business a little bit. Even though I would love for you to set up the foundations correctly with your business from the beginning, there's just so much that you don't know yet. Now, of course, you have lifetime access, and so you can always go and revisit as you grow. But really... It is designed for people who have been in business for six months, a couple of years, and you're just like, what is going on? I should be farther along. Why is this business not working? And why do I not have the time and the freedom and the passion anymore for this business? So if you're feeling the nudge to see if this program is for you. I want to encourage you to get on the wait list. I am going to open the program for enrollment in early September. I give you a special offer if you are on the wait list. And this probably will be the last time where I teach it live like this in a 12-week cohort. Next year, it will go to a little bit different container. 
And this is such a beautiful time of year to maybe do the 2023 planning that you did not do uh, ahead of time and to start working on your 2024 and really get ahead of things. So now's the time to go deep and muster up that courage because courage never feels good. And we do, we have to build courage in the face of things that scare us. And the best thing you can do is take one next action. You don't have to make the whole leap. You don't have to eat the whole elephant at one time. Just go get on the wait list at masteryourbiz.co. Until next time, have an amazing week. The smartest thing you can do as an entrepreneur is to invest in a who to help you with the how to speed up your journey and help you skip the line. When you are ready for more support and accountability to finally get this thing done, you can work with me in two ways. Get me all to yourself with one-on-one business coaching or join Food Business Success, which includes membership inside Fuel, our community of food business founders that includes monthly live group coaching calls and so much more. It's one of my favorite places to hang out and I would love to see you there. Go to foodbizsuccess.com to start your journey towards your own food business success.